Heavenly Father, I thank you for the privilege of us meeting here together, uh, no matter whether we're here in person or here online. Lord, I ask that you guide the message that we have today from me and from Sarah, and I ask that you ready the hearts of those who are listening. Lord, let it give glory to you and you alone. I pray in Jesus' name. Well, here we are, three weeks into our everyday faith, our series. And um, as people have been saying, there are two speakers today. So myself and Sarah sitting over there, she'll join us a little bit later. We're going to speak shorter, so it's all right. We won't have you here at, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon. It's all good. Um, Okay, so as I said, my name's Tracy, and I've been a Christian for almost 19 years now. And as I look back over those years, I see that God was working in me, you know, slowly and surely he was shaping and changing me. But even more, I can see that he was working in me before I was a Christian. He was preparing me through the various seasons of my life. I was 37 when I made my commitment. And I see now that every moment prior to that, that moment was April 14, 2002. Prior to that, he was building me and he was doing things that were vitally necessary for me to get to where I am now and where I'm going to be in the future. So once I'd made that choice to follow Jesus, I really wanted to leap in, boots and all, and do things for God. But it wasn't to be. I couldn't do everything at once. Not only was I not ready, but the timing wasn't right. I had to say no to a lot of things, to requests, to opportunities, and it's been very frustrating and troubling. But God had a plan, and he had a godly perspective over it all. You know, there was a moment early in my Christian life that I will never forget, and if I may, It was Mother's Day. And on Mother's Day, I don't know about you and your family, but on Mother's Day, mothers get to do whatever they want to do. So I wanted to go to church, so I did. And the speaker was talking about service and serving. And the speaker said, why are you sitting on your hands and not serving? And that hit me like a truck. I thought, I'm a user. I'm just coming and taking and I'm not serving and I'm not doing anything. And I was quite upset, so I got up and walked out, which is something I never did. And I had a little sook in the car. (laughs) But you know, I know something now that I didn't know now. And it has changed the way that I approach my everyday faith. I was serving God. I was uh, a mother of two children. My service to God was through serving them. I was a shift worker in a hospital. a wife, and a person who loved to pray. I was serving God every day. You know, faith and service looks different depending on the season that God has us in. So today I want to speak to you about God's timing and everyday faith. Have you ever thought like me, oh, I wish I could do God's work, but I don't have time? Maybe you've said to yourself, I don't have time to do an Alpha course or join a connect group, or run a connect group. Perhaps you've decided that you don't have time to serve in a serving team, or lead a serving team, 
And that was certainly my situation early in my Christian walk. Once upon a time, I thought, I don't have time to take that step of faith. I'm not going to commit my everything to God. I can't do that because if I do, he'll put me to work. I'll be doing working bees and I'll be cleaning for the homeless. And there's no time for that. I'll have to help. I'll have to do all this stuff for him and it'll have to fit in around work and life and everything else that I've got to do. I just don't have time. Well, I've found over the years that everyday faith is about committing your time to God. It's about giving him the reins and allowing him to dictate the time that you have and the time that you don't. Today we'll hear three lessons from a teacher in the Bible who deals with this topic of the seasons. Let me read from Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 to 13, which is a passage that inspired this message today. A time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them in. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. So what do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden that God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better than for people to be happy and do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their toil. This is a gift from God. So here we hear the first lesson from the teacher, and that is that God is in control of the timing. As I've been saying, I had this reoccurring frustration about not having enough time. And yet God has permitted me to accomplish every single one of those things that I listed earlier, all of them. He spread it out over 19 years and he's done it in his time. You know, I think he's doing this in you also. I work full time as a teacher in the TAFE system and my background is as a nurse. My nursing experience has led me to where I am today, which is a teacher of nursing. I'm also part of a, a part-time student in a Christian college. I have two grown-up children and I love spending time with my awesome mum. She's watching, by the way. I also have the privilege of doing a little bit of public speaking, um, aside from work, once, once every few months in a church outside of Launceston. So this is how I spend my time. Life is full and life is fast. 
But somehow God finds me the minutes and the hours to keep me going and make sure that the wheels don't fall off. He is faithful and he is reliable. Unfortunately, I am not so faithful and not quite so reliable. I often forget that God's timing is better than mine and my experience has been that as the ride, that the ride gets rougher when I move away from God and it gets smoother when I get closer to him. So let's look back at the, this bit of scripture again. The book of Ecclesiastes simply means the book of Koheleth, which is the Hebrew word for the teacher. It's said in the older part of the Bible, the Old Testament, Testament, sorry, about 900 years before Jesus was born. It is widely assumed but not stated that these were the reflections of King Solomon. Solomon was said to be the wisest man in the world at the time. And so we're reading about his thoughts, the thoughts of an elderly man late in life and its meaninglessness. That's a big word, isn't it? How meaningless life is without God. So nearly 3,000 years later, we find ourselves still learning from him and still being able to relate his words in our everyday life. The most, of, most of this book is pretty sombre, by the way, but it concludes with something very positive. It points us to the truth and the very real hope that life is full, life has hope and purpose when we live it with him in control. So let's break it, break it down a little. The passage starts with the opening statement, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And we read about some of life's activities and seasons as we go through those, those pairs that I've just listed. Verse 3 and verse 8 are a little tricky, so I thought I'd just spend a moment on that. Verse 3 says, a time to kill, and it doesn't sound right, does it? it the Hebrew word for kill is different here than it is in the Ten Commandments, which is about murder. So there is no way that they're saying there is a time to murder people. Just thought I'd make that clear. Um, verse 8 is a time to love and a time to hate. When is there ever a good time to hate? Well, this is about loving what is lovely and hating what is not, what is wrong, what is hurtful, what is unjust and what is harmful. Each of these situations, these activities that are listed, um, have reason and they could be re relevant to us in 2021. So they serve a purpose in our everyday faith and bring us closer to God. The ups and downs have reasons, but we need to trust God in this. So here's the second lesson from the teacher. And the lesson is we are in control of the trusting. It's up to us to trust. Looking at verse 9, the teacher pulls it all together and starts to relate the seasons to us and our everyday toil. So what do workers gain from their toil, he says. Let's consider that. What is the point in uh, working? You work, you work, you work. If you're fortunate, you get old and then you die. Not much point in that, is there? So he goes on in verse 10. I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. On face value, it appears that there's nothing but futility and despair and meaninglessness. So he turns to God in his response. And here we have it. God, he, has made everything beautiful in its time. Every season, every activity, every purpose. Every, every one of these activities has purpose. It prepares us 
grows us, helps us to learn. It shapes and equips us. And he has set eternity in the human heart. On a universal level, we have been instilled with this desire, a yearning for something greater, something more. And that's eternity. Something more. We have hope. We have hope in the promise of God for life spent with him now and in eternity. But it's all a mystery. It's something, his timing and his plan, that we can't know. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. It requires everyday faith to grasp and hold this. No one can fathom, no one can understand it. We don't have capacity as human beings to fully understand what eternity and God's plan really is for us. He goes on, I know that there is nothing better for people to be happy and do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is a gift from God. Ultimately, contentment is, now, is found in this. Work, whether it be cleaning the dishes or washing someone's feet or serving with payment or volunteering, whether being uh, studying or simply serving others with powerful prayer. Each season of toil in our lives is a gift from God. God is the creator of time and the best person to plan yours and my future. We just have to give him control and stop trying to do it ourselves. You know, in March of this year, many Tasmanians lost their jobs. And never before have we known the value of employment as we did then. Students had to juggle online learning. Retirees had to consider going back to work because of lost superannuation. Parents of young children all of a sudden had to homeschool and work at the same time. What our toil was changed. But it's still toil and it's still a gift from God. So this is the third and final lesson from the teacher. Our everyday lives, our toil, is a gift from God. So, to wrap it up, if you're still waiting to be ready for work, then be encouraged. God is in control of the timing. Find faith in your everyday and keep going. He knows what he's doing. And if you're feeling overwhelmed and ridiculously busy and are finding it hard to carve out time for God, take a breath. Be still and know that he is God. He will carve out time for you just as he did for me and certainly 20 minutes in a chair. We just need to trust him every day. Have faith because we are in control of the trusting. And finally, if you're not sure whether God can be trusted, if you're not even sure if he's real, then think about these daily activities and perhaps reflect on the wisdom of the teacher here in the Bible. And consider this, that maybe this meaningless daily grind is not so meaningless after all. Everything that he has done so far in you is for a reason. And I'm sure that he has much more planned for you. It is all a gift from God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the seasons in life for using them to teach and prepare and equip us for our everyday toil and to build up our everyday faith. 
guide and protect us as we work for you. We give you glory and praise in the holy name of Jesus. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we've got something special now. We've got a little video clip from Christine, and um, she'll be talking about her everyday faith and what it means for her. Thank you. <laughs>